You're listening to another episode of Living Well with Eisenhower Health. Healthcare as it should be. Here's Bill Klaproth. With more bacteria resisting antibiotics due to overuse, epidemiologists are at the forefront of the effort to make effective change for the purposes of improved population health. So here to talk with us about why antibiotics aren't always the answer is Dr. Patricia Cummings, a clinical epidemiologist at Eisenhower Health. Dr. Cummings, thank you for your time. So with the overuse of antibiotics, we have bacteria that resist antibiotics. So why does overuse make someone more likely to get an antibiotic-resistant infection in the future? Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so antibiotic resistance is really when um, organisms that would ordinarily be sensitive to an antibiotic becomes resistant to it. So in other words, it is the ability of bacteria to change in a way that reduces the effectiveness of drugs. So something simple like an ear infection can actually turn out to be something very difficult to cure because that antibiotic is no longer um, able to uh, attack it in a way that would make it sensitive. Hmm. And, you know, this is becoming a serious thing. According to the CDC, each year in the United States, at least 2 million people become infected with bacteria that are resistant to antibiotics, and at least 23,000 people die each year as a result of these infections. These are big numbers, Dr. Cummings. Yes, so that is correct. Um, Antibiotic resistance has been called one of the world's most pressing public health problems and is right now deemed a national security threat to our country. If we don't act now, by 2050, there will be about 10 million deaths each year from drug-resistant bacteria. So that's about one person every three seconds. So it's really important that we are... Um, judiciously using antibiotics in a way that um, we're, we're taking the right drug for the right bug and taking it for the correct amount of time or duration and really getting that proper dose so that we can help prevent uh, further resistance um, among our bacteria pathogens. So you're giving us the example about ear infections. So at what point does normal use become overuse? Sure. So or another another question is, you know, what what can individuals do to help prevent resistance? And they can do that by avoiding antibiotics when possible. And that means if you have a cold or a flu, avoid pressuring your healthcare provider into prescribing you an antibiotic. Instead, ask them what you can do for symptomatic relief. Um, also, consider getting vaccinated against the flu. Okay, symptomatic relief. I like how you said that. But Dr. Cummings, (laughs) we we always want that pill to make us feel better. How do we how do we do the symptomatic relief? How do we ask for that? Do we say, I don't want that pill, doctor? What can I do instead of taking that pill? Is that what we should be asking? Yes. So your physician can give you um, tips and over-the-counter, um, you know, solutions to some of the symptoms that you're experiencing. As an epidemiologist, you know, we're most concerned with controlling factors that influence the occurrence or distribution of disease um, in populations. And so for us, we're, we're more concerned about preventing um, these resistant bacteria from even occurring. But talk to your healthcare provider and and get tips from them on what you can do to feel better. All right, help us out with this then. When should they be used or requested and when shouldn't they be? That is something that your healthcare provider can determine based on what symptoms you're experiencing. They can also run a number of lab tests to see if you have truly a bacterial infection versus a viral infection. 
and then they can go from there in terms of your treatment. So if someone has been overusing antibiotics, are there side effects of antibiotic overuse? Yes, absolutely. So one of the um, urgent public health threats, so the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention actually has recently ranked um, a number of pathogens into urgent, serious um, uh, categories. And one of those urgent categories or the top um, priority right now for the CDC is Clostridium difficile and what we call C. diff. And C. diff is um, uh infection in which results from one of the risk factors is antibiotic use. So actually using antibiotics can lead to further infections. And so one of the things that we're working on is um, coordinating with skilled nursing facilities and other healthcare providers in our area to work together to communicate more effectively so that we can understand what patients are coming into and out of our facilities to be able to prevent Um, those patients from uh, interacting with other patients as we go from facility to facility. So that's one of the main risk factors for C. diff infection, which is a diarrheal illness, is actually um, being on an antibiotic for an extended period of time. So, Mm, That's very interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So when is it okay to use an antibiotic? I mean, if I once a year... I have a, a cold or an infection and I get prescribed an antibiotic. Is that okay? Yes. So if your healthcare provider deems it, you know, important for you to be on antibiotic, then you should be on your antibiotic and follow your instructions of your healthcare provider. Um, you know, we're, we're mainly concerned about uh, patients coming in and pressuring their healthcare provider into giving them an antibiotic. So overuse and misuse of antibiotics is what really can promote the development of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. So, um, for example, you know, every time a person takes antibiotics, sensitive bacteria, which is bacteria that antibiotics can still attack, are killed. But the resistant bacteria are actually left over to grow and multiply over time. So this is how repeated use of antibiotics can actually increase the number of drug-resistant bacteria. So, you know, antibiotics, like I said, are not effective against viral infections like the common cold or flu. And so it's this widespread use of antibiotics for these illnesses in particular um, of how overuse of antibiotics can promote the spread of resistance. Now, you mentioned vaccines as a way to help stem off even getting the infection in the first place. Are there other ways we can reduce the use of antibiotics to avoid infection? Yes, absolutely. So one of the most important things um, individuals can do to prevent uh, getting an infection is hand hygiene. So making sure you're washing your hands um, often, especially during flu season, carry around your antibacterial um, hand gel in your purse or um, part part of your belongings. Take it with you when you're out in public and especially before eating a meal, make sure you're washing your hands. So hand hygiene. Okay, wash those hands. And let me ask you this. For a parent, (laughs) you were talking about ear infections before. For the parent that always goes in and is looking for that antibiotic, is same thing holds true for them too? Do you say, mom and dad, you got to hold off. I know the inclination is to want to give them a pill, but better to hold off than to have them potentially, you know, overuse um, an antibiotic. What, what's your counsel to parents for this? 
Right. So a parent, uh, obviously for parents, it's a huge concern with children, um, especially because you want to get them in early to see their physician or their healthcare provider. Um, when you take them in, um, definitely listen to your healthcare provider, listen to their advice, and try to avoid pressuring them into giving you an antibiotic. I just remember with my kids, it was like, give me that erythromycin. We need that. So, <laughs> yeah, so is the there... pack. <laughs> <laughs> I need the Z-Pack. Darn it. So we're, all, is... we're all guilty of that. We are all guilty. <laughs> is there an antibiotic that we should be more concerned with or one that gets prescribed more than any that we should know about? You know, um, the most important thing here, or another important issue to all of this that hasn't we haven't brought up yet, is the use of antibiotics in our food supply. So not only do antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections um, pose a risk in humans, animals are also affected. And this is a public health issue when bacteria actually transmitted to humans as foodborne contaminants. So, for example, 67% of Salmonella typhi cases are actually resistant to at least one antibiotic. So we really need to be um, looking at uh, all different factors that affect this um, this issue. So we could be building up an antibiotic resistance because of the food we eat. Exactly, yes. So um, wow. one thing that individuals can do is really to make sure that they're cooking their meat and poultry to the correct temperature, um, and that they're not eating raw um, uh, and making sure that they're, you know, rinsing their fruits and vegetables very thoroughly before they eat them um, because that's also one way that we could be getting a uh, drug-resistant bacteria is through actually foodborne illnesses. Wow. I, you know, I didn't even think about that, but that makes so much sense. Wow. Well, thank you yes. for the great yeah. tips, Dr. Cummings. Really a lot of good information, and thank you so much for your time. And if you'd like to learn more, please visit EisenhowerHealth.org. That's EisenhowerHealth.org. This is Living Well with Eisenhower Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.